Hello and welcome to You Can Slay That Again. I am your host, Mara Maya, bringing you our first guest for today's episode, the beautiful Steph Sanzo. Now, Steph is a mother of two, 34 years old, grew up in a country town, and her professional work is a trainer, strength coach, and content creator. Now, Steph is currently working as a trainer for the Sweat app, and we are so excited to have her on the first ever episode for You Can Slay That Again. Now, a special mention to my beautiful sponsors, RideAware, for sponsoring this amazing episode, who I have been with for three years and have supported me every step of the way, including with this brand new podcast. Now, make sure you check them out at www.rideaware.com au for all your activewear staples and using my code tamara10 now also a special mention to my beautiful little brother rolf meyer who is a film composer and has written this incredible intro for the podcast and you can find him on instagram at rolf meyer underscore now guys let's begin the first podcast for you can slay that again with the amazing steph Sanzo. Steph Sanzo, I am, oh my goodness, so excited to have you on board. My first podcast and my first episode, actually. So welcome to You Can Slay That Again, girl. How are you? I am very good and very excited to be here on the first. So congratulations, number one. And number two, less like blow this thing up (laughs) Um, it's funny I haven't seen you for like god we were just saying three years now since yeah the last expo so it's beautiful to see your face in the flesh I know I know it's so good it's amazing how quickly time goes by I mean I used to be excited about that when I was like 20 I'm like yes I'm getting older I can do stuff and now I'm in my 30s I'm like slow down life slow down (laughs) I want to be 20 and do the things I'm doing now (laughs) But you know what? There's, you're never too old to do anything. And I believe that the older that you get, the wiser you get. So I'm, I'm grateful for these years. I just need to appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, 34, you look 20. So I'm very, uh-huh. very, like, very jealous of you. But um, you're a very big inspiration to myself. You know, your platforms are incredible. You are a mum of two as well. But um, my first question to you is, what pinnacle moment in your life made a huge impact? Okay, there's so many. (laughs) In regards to fitness or in regards to life? Ooh, why don't we do both? Okay. Well, for me, I think having children was, I was so young, I was 19 when I had my first. So that was a really huge moment in my life and it really changed the direction of where I went. I used to be a training and development manager for Cotton On, so I was in kind of the corporate world doing a lot of travel and it was really like a full-on job and when I fell pregnant I tried to I carried as long as I could working in that industry and then I had to step down just because it became so stressful which actually led me eventually into doing fitness which is something I never thought I would do I wasn't really interested in fitness at all the thought of exercising and being uncomfortable wasn't my jam But life kind of took me in that direction because after I had kids, I wanted to lose weight and learn more about it um, because I wasn't happy in my body. So that was the first moment. And then in regards to my fitness, I think getting Instagram and sharing my fitness journey 
which took off when I, my page and what I'm doing now was the other big moment, deciding to um, be vulnerable and share my private moments, I guess, in my fitness journey. That's beautiful. And it's funny you say being vulnerable because so many girls, including myself, when I first started, I was posting booty photos and pretending I was always positive. And then as soon as that shift of being open and real, like it just opens so many doors and, and yeah. people then connect with you more. And you said you were a, a young mum and that would have been, how was that for you? Yeah, it was hard. I definitely wasn't ready. My first child was a surprise. <laughs> and my second, actually, now I think about it. Yeah, so I had ideas that I wanted for my life. And then it, you know, that happened and things changed. So I, it was, I had a huge identity shift, probably the correct word. Like I had to become a different person and I didn't, I wanted to put my kids first and that's all I focused on. So in the process of that, I kind of lost myself is yeah, that's what happens. You just think about your kids and then you're like, who am I even? What am I doing anymore? Like, what's my role? So that was, yeah, that was, that was hard. So many mums I speak to, they do the very similar thing. Like they put their kids first and then they, they lose themselves in the process. And I think a lot of the times when I speak to mums, I'm always like, well, when you put yourself first, you're not just looking after yourself, but you're being a, an inspiration for your kids and, and for yeah. people around you. I mean, one of the other questions I would love to ask is like, what advice would you give to young mums? I think exactly what you said. It's really important to be a better mother to look after your own health first. And I think don't ever think, well, this is my advice to mums is don't ever think it's selfish to, you know, give yourself some love. If you feel good, well, not only are you modeling good behavior, you know, patterning with good eating and training for your children, but when you feel good, you treat people around you better. You know, you're not going to be as tired and cranky with your kids. You're going to have more energy, more energy for your partner, like all things in life. So I think it's really important to be the best version of you that you can be and understand that that's not a selfish thing. It's actually everyone around you is going to benefit from that. And I think like a lot of women have mum guilt or guilt around that. They're like, well, I just need to be a mother. And, you know, they don't even feed themselves. Like they feed the family and then eat the kids snacks. I used to do that. That's probably why my diet was so bad back in the day because I would probably under eat and just eat the leftovers because I didn't ever have time for me. So I think, yeah, it's really important to put yourself first. And it's not a bad thing. You only become better from doing that. And that's the biggest shift that so many women are starting to do now, you know, and it's something that even for myself, I don't have kids. <laughs> so when I do, I will come to you for advice. I've stopped stressing and I've started to manifest positive energy and just putting myself first and my life's just completely changed. And it's just crazy. As soon as that little thing changes, the things that come into your life, the positivity, the energy you give to other people, it just magnifies, yeah. you know, and it's exactly what you've just done with, with your life I think it's just insane and it's beautiful I think we've kind of answered this but you know your fitness career began you know when you obviously had kids but on that topic what was the biggest fitness break you had okay that's that's a really hard one because I feel like I feel like I haven't oh yeah mm, okay so let's just go back to what you said before about manifestation yeah. um, you're saying you know, the moment that you decided to put yourself first and not stress about things and just trust that if you were the best version of yourself that you would attract things in your life. I think for me that I, I didn't know that I was manifesting at the time, but that was the start for me. So like I, ma I remember manifesting, being in my bathroom, I had just started my fitness journey and um, I remember 
this is really full on, but I remember sitting on the toilet and I had like little magazines that I, fitness magazines I had brought because I was, you know, starting and you know, you start reading all the information and I just had them down there. So I sat on the toilet and I remember just like reading one and it was oxygen magazine at the time. And there was a girl on the cover. And I said to myself in my mind, cause I was just starting with the fitness industry. I was like, one day I'm going to do that. I'm going to be on the front cover and I'm going to look like that. And I remember saying that to myself and believing it and manifesting it, not understanding that I was manifesting at the time. And um, I got the cover five years later of the magazine, but I think that's what really broke me into the industry, that cover, mm. which is so crazy because it was so long ago now. But I just remember that manifestation, I'm going to do it, started my fitness journey. And then five years later of being consistent, that happened. And it was just a huge moment. And I just felt really proud at the time because it was something I thought of many years prior and I didn't think it would ever happen. So for me, just thinking about the way that that happened, that would probably be my biggest breakthrough, probably not breakthrough in the industry, but like breakthrough. <laughs> now that's amazing though. And the fact that it happened five years later, I think so many women who are trying to grow their business in the fitness industry, they think once they manifest, it just happens. But what you yeah. said was that you worked for it, you manifested it, you said it, you made it out into the universe. Five years later, it happened. And it just show that if you do the work, regardless of how long it takes, it'll eventually happen. And you're a, an advocate for that. So well done. That's, I actually remember the cover too, an Oxygen magazine. I remember that too. Like it was what yeah. every girl wanted to get and you did it. Yeah. So girls out there, and listen. You know what's crazy? You know, sometimes it might not happen in the way that you want it to happen. I remember when they were doing competitions, you could enter in to win the cover. Do you ever remember that? With yeah. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. So I think two years later after manifesting that, I thought this is my big moment. And I remember entering the competition, but I think I only got the top 10 and I'm like, damn it, didn't get the cover. Not going to happen. So sometimes things don't happen immediately. Maybe they're going to happen in a different way to what you thought. So it doesn't mean that you can give up on your dream because it didn't happen the first time. Just keep it in your heart and know that when it's the right time, it will happen when it's meant to. Don't let the discouragement of things not happening in your way or time deter you from your, your true goals and dreams. So true. I mean, I can relate that with my biggest thing was becoming a pro and it took me yeah. like three years, but same, similar thing. Didn't get the pro card first go, second go, yeah. but then the third yeah. go I did. And mm -hmm. it goes to show it just, it will happen when the time is right. So beautiful yeah. message for the listeners as well. Now yeah. To the cheeky stuff, girl. What is something that people assume about you? Well, they, <laughs> I don't know if this is very cheeky, but this is just like funny. <laughs> uh, they think I'm a giant. So people think that I'm this massive, like bodybuilder, that I look like something online to what I am in person. I'm, you've met me before. I'm quite <laughs> petite. I'm like five foot, really little, don't, not a monster. Uh, and I think like when people first meet me, what they say is, oh my gosh, you're so little. Like I didn't expect you to be so short. So that's really the biggest thing that I, like people are shocked by when they meet me is like, I thought you were huge and muscly and jacked, but they don't understand when you're training, your muscles are popping, you know, when, you, when you're when you canned and there's lighting, like you look different to how you look in person. So that's probably, the, <laughs> that's what people assume. It's just, I'm a giant. <laughs> So true. And I get this, they're like, wow, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's comedy. You know what they say though? And this is what my friends say. We are small, but mighty. So that's right. That's yeah. right. I believe it. 
something I didn't really want to dabble too much into, but like COVID in Melbourne, you know, like it's been an interesting time for all of us. And obviously this is obviously to give people light in a tough time. You know, how did you guys survive it? And like, what's you know, what advice would you give to the listeners who are currently going through it, myself included here in Sydney? So I think the most important thing that you can do is obviously we're out of routine. So you can't go to the gym or, you know, some people have been laid off work or working from home. And they always, I always try and advise people to try and keep their routine the same. So wake up at the same time every day as if you were going to work, you know, eat, have your diet plan or your nutrition plan in place. So you're not gaining unwanted kilos, treat your body with respect. So if you can get a home workout or go for a walk to get some kind of exercise in, do that. But one of the biggest things that I would advise and that's helped me personally going through this is feeding into myself. So I'll do that through reading, trying to read a book, even if it doesn't interest you, like try and pick up a book and read, you know, three pages, give yourself, you know, some time just to digest. And another thing is like listening to podcasts. So if I'm waking up and I'm struggling with something, because us women, we just think, 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 our mind's going 24 seven and I might wake up just in a bad vibe for no reason, just because it's happening. Maybe it's raining outside and it's dark. I'm like, oh, like today sucks kind of thing I will go into my bathroom I like to put my makeup on for the day because that makes me feel energized and happy and I'll normally put a podcast on in reference to what I'm feeling so if if I'm feeling like things aren't happening in my life and things are slowing down I'll type in like on YouTube a podcast on patience and all these things will come up and I will like click something I've got a few different people I listen to but I'll click something and just listen to try and feed back into that area of my life that I'm struggling with. And it changes. Like one day it might be like, I might be excited. I'm like typing in something about like staying focused on your goals or whatever it is. So I think it's important to be feeding energy back into yourself during these times, because if you don't, your thoughts and that bad energy is going to drag you down and it's going to be a really hard funk to get out of. So just giving back as much as you can to yourself. Yeah, that I completely agree. And just being in the same routine at the moment at home, yeah. The biggest thing I've learned is my mental health and personal development and doing stuff like that because we do forget. Or what I tend to do is because all I can do at the moment is work, I then just work, yeah. work, work, and then I'm completely burnt out. So it's yeah. nice to just hear how you say the energy you put in doesn't just involve work, it actually involves looking after your 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 health, your knowledge, yeah. learning something and just doing stuff for yourself so that's actually really beautiful girl now we all love jamie and (laughs) he's a trooper as well but um i would love to know just because single girl over here looking for love (laughs) working with with your man you know how do you do it just because like do you guys fight (laughs) do you you know do you have quarrels you live together you guys have been together for now like six years is that right yeah yep six years going strong (laughs) Uh, what do we do to find a man like that Well, you know what? I feel like we've been working together for such a long time now. I used to work together, well, not together, but in the same, I don't know, place at Strong Geelong where I used to train my girls. He owned that gym. So this was years ago. So I started working for him for or in that gym as a PT many years. So we've been around each other for a really long time um, and it's kind of never changed. So we're just used to working with each other. But we have our moments. We've really had to learn and educate ourselves on how, to, like about each other, I guess. So if we're fighting, I always, this is where it comes back to the podcast. If he's really annoying me, 
I have to look into myself like, okay, why am I triggered right now by him? What can I do? Instead of like going, it's him, it's him, it's him. What can I do to make this situation better? And then I'll go and listen to some podcasts on men. And I've actually in this time, by the way, have really educated myself on the male, the male brain, what male, what men are thinking, why they're reacting to me and how I can interact with them. And that's, he's done the same with women. So that's really helped us get along is that education on each other and really paying attention to each other's moods and the why and how and all that kind of thing. So I think in relationships, you need to find that common ground and really respect each other. And that's not to say that we don't fight. Like there are times where all of that, everything I just said just then goes out the window. I'm like, screw you, man. I'm over this. <laughs> my emotions get the head ahead of me, but I always come to my senses after. And I think instead of holding on to that bitterness or that anger, you really need to look within yourself before you look into them saying they're the problem. Because most of the time you are triggered by something they've done, which is really a reflection of you. So if you can work on yourself always first and he does the same, I think that you guys will find that you'll have a great relationship and be able to work together well. But um, it does take work because being around each other 24-7 can be a bit much. (laughs) And that's with anyone as well. I mean, and I'd love to know this because when I fight, I'm Brazilian, so I get hot-tempered. So (laughs) I I just lose it. Figured out what, do you like hit pause and then walk away? Like, are you the one that needs space or is he the one that's like, okay, let's come back to this? Like, what's like an argument like around the household? Yeah, so for, I'm Italian, so I'm quite hot-headed as well, Aries as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I used to be that person where I would keep going and getting really hot-headed and being like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, and he would be the like one that pushed pause and walked away. But now with the self-growth and figuring out more things about myself and taking like a step back, when we are having like a dispute, I now say, listen, I I communicate. I'm actually getting really angry right now. Mm. I really can't see this going anywhere because I'm going to absolutely lose it. So I give him this like red warning. (laughs) I'm going to lose it if you don't leave me alone. I'm like, I actually need this time right now to digest this. Like, and he's like, all right. And then he walks away. But then I'm annoyed that he's walked away. But I know, I know. And I'm glad he does because then I've actually had my spit, my cry, whatever it is, and I've got it out of my system. So the emotion's gone. And then I can sit there and go, okay. And I actually ask myself, I go, Stephanie, why are you angry right now? And then I go in my head and I even write it down too. I have like a book where I write all these feelings down. I hope he never finds it. (laughs) When I'm asking myself, I'm saying to myself, why do you feel this way? And then I'm like, because of this. Oh, so when did this happen? Because this, when I was a child and blah, blah, blah. And then I read this and I'm like, wow, I'm actually not even angry at him. He triggered me. He triggered something in me and now I get it. And then I go back to him and I come out. I'm like, you know why? And I'm still like a little bit like huffy and upset, but I'm like, you know why I was triggered? And I explain it to him. And then he's like, wow, okay. I can, I fully understand why you would feel that way. And then he can get to know me better and understand why I reacted like that. Mm-hmm. And then he feels bad and he's like, oh, okay, I'll work, you're right. I'll work on this then. Like, I know I need to work on this with you. So that's like, that's taken us by the way, so long to get to that point, but you have to both be willing to get there. And it does take a lot of self-control, but yeah, the, the old me in the first years of our relationship was just fire, done fire. 
and it didn't go anywhere. So I've, yeah, I've had a lot of growth in that area. Just being passionate, passionate Italian. You, you can understand oh, that. Very passionate. And, and what you've been subjected to as a kid, like that's the way my parents used to fight. You know, I didn't know any better. Like you just say your piece yeah. and get your piece across and it's done. But you have to be better than that if you want to change the, um, I guess, the, the way that you do things. You have to break the cycle somewhere from your childhood and your parents and the way that people do things. And because you're a mum too now, you know, you would obviously have different ways of how you would, you know, argue, not argue with your kids, but, you know, yeah. similar yeah. things. But it's funny how you mentioned patterns and, you know, trauma and triggers. It's all relevant, yeah. but it's the fact that you broke it down, you wrote it down to then realise it had nothing to do with what Jamie did. It was more about past stuff. See, that's amazing. Yeah. Not many people can do that, but that just goes to show the personal development, the podcasts you listen to, the work you do. In a relationship, it just goes to show that it's a a two people thing. It's not just one or the other. It's like you've done, you're both doing the work and it's continuous work. And that's why you guys obviously work. And it's very inspiring to see. So one day for me, I'll um, I'll reach out to you when I (laughs) find that person. So it's nice to hear that it's definitely, definitely possible, my darling. It's awesome. (laughs) we'll get there we'll get there for me and you know anyone can have a great relationship but it all is going to come down to how much work you want to put in it like any relationship can be great you just have to want to go to that extra point of work and i think like it's the first year is always fun it's always like oh we're in love and it's honeymoon period and we got no problems we're in love you people don't know but then as you go on yeah you're going to have to really step it up otherwise it won't last long do you reckon it's true they say about the seven-year mark? What do they say? It's like that's where it's, it gets hard. Or you know how like different years become different stages? Like I don't know if yeah. it's the seven-year yeah. mark. I don't know. Are you guys there yet? Um, Let me know. <laughs> we, <laughs> I think we had a five-year mark for us where we think got a bit too much. Like heavy, you know. Not that we had problems, but like just being together a long time and having to keep the spark alive and you know, working together and making sure that you don't become like workmates and that you're still having a relationship. I think, yeah, any long period of being with somebody to keep it alive and fun, you've got to really put in the miles. Yeah, it could be five years, could be seven years, some people 10, depending how much time you spend together. But I think, yeah, everyone gets to that point. That's quite a natural thing to go through with anyone. Yeah, no, well, keep me posted on that just because I look up to both of you guys. Um, oh. No, really, I really do. I like, and I love speaking to both of you too. So it's just you can definitely. Well, we always try to keep it real. You know, we don't want to put ourselves out there and say that we're perfect because we're not. But we we are both actually really passionate about relationships because we've been through so much, and we want to help others in the same area. Especially Jamie, he's been putting out a lot of relationship content on his page as of late because it's yeah, it's something that we're really passionate about, and I hope to do the same. So I'm glad you kind of asked these questions because I'm always really open and honest about it so and just on that too just so everyone that's listening they both research relationship stuff they have books at home they have the work there so if anyone if you if you guys can see this she's got books of relationships so no if you are in a relationship guys research it together because you will find out stuff that you didn't even know about that ever existed so thank you girlfriend look i would love to know if you could give advice to your younger self what would it be? Yeah, my younger self. I think to believe in myself a little bit more. I feel like I always, from where I've come from in my life, I I always doubted that I would ever be deserving of anything, if that makes sense. 
you know, I thought like being someone who's gotten divorced, single mother, had kids, getting married really young, not being ready. There was a lot of shame around that. And I feel like I've always felt like I am not deserving of anything good. And I really wish like earlier on that I had have changed my mindset about that. Because I think that held me back for a really long time, not believing that I was worthy. And I think as I've gotten older and, you know, done that self-development in that area, I, I truly believe that all of us are deserving. And if you want things in life, you actually have to believe that you can have them because the energy that we were talking about before, like it's good to put out good vibes and do this and do the research. But if you don't truly believe that you are worthy, I don't think it's going to come to pass for you because... Why would it if you don't think that you're worthy of it? So I think I wish that I had have instilled more better values into myself and really truly believed that whatever I thought about would come to pass and like actually understand that I am deserving of that. And I'm still working on this as an adult. There's things that I struggle with and I think there's a lot of comparison as well in the industry that both you and I are in where we feel like we should be at this level and we should be doing this because that person's doing this and we should be earning this and that. And I think that really steals your own joy, especially when you don't believe that you can get there. And I think like everyone's got their own private story as well. Like you don't, don't ever think that someone's who's there is happier or that their life has it all together. We're all dealing with our own stuff. So yeah, I just wish that I had have been a little bit smarter. I'm smarter now, I hope. But yeah, you can start at any age, no matter what you have as long as you're just truly believing that you can. When I say start, it could be like a career or, you know, starting your own business, whatever it is, just have it in your heart and know that you are capable. So I wish I had a, a little bit more positive energy at that age. You know, it's funny you say that. And the theme for my year, for this year for me, has been about self-worth. So yeah. it's crazy that you mentioned that even, you know, I look up to you as a person and you are an inspiration to myself. And it's just crazy how common women even as successful as you, we, we struggle with comparison and we struggle with self-belief. And it's like, what does it mean to believe in yourself? You know, like we can say it, but then it's like, there's always that self-doubt. And then there's that, do I deserve this? Or am I worthy of this? So, and it's funny you said you're still working on it because I think it's something I'm working on too. And it's a continuous work and it's probably from past bringing like the past, you know, what we both bring, you know, being brought up with and stuff, you know, it takes work. And, back to energy and back to personal development you got to work on it and that's just exactly what you're doing so yeah, yeah. it's definitely what we here yeah it's it's hard though isn't it like especially when you're seeing everyone else around you do things and you feel like you're not doing anything um that's why it's just really good not to compare yourself to anybody else but yourself Funny story, I used to be like, I'm not, like I'd like look at the other fitness models when I was kind of doing the more modelly thing earlier on in the days and I'd be like, oh, I just want to look like that, just want to look like that, just want to look like that. And my genetics, are this is the way that I look. I do have bigger legs. I put on muscle really easy, but I don't lose body fat very easy. And I would have to starve myself and do copious amounts of cardio to even get anything near the girls that I wanted to look like. And I had to come to a point where I said, you know what? this is my body, this is my genetics, this is the way that God has made me and I need to, you know, show my strengths and try to, instead of trying to change everything about me. Yeah. Um, and even to this point in the industry, I was still trying to get to levels that I could never possibly get at because it's not the way that I'm created to be. And I just decided to own myself in the end. I was like, you know what, I'm going to own 
being thicker. I'm going to own my muscle and I'm going to train even harder to get it bigger and just like blow out my strengths instead of trying to work on my weaknesses all the time, the body fat and the way I look and blah, 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 blah. I was just like, I'm going to own me. And then hopefully people can one day see me as an inspiration instead of me trying to be inspired by others, trying to be them. Just like be yourself because that will inspire somebody. And, you know, there's not enough realness and rawness out there on the internet. So you have to be really careful who you decide to um, idolize, I guess. Like, are they authentic? Is it even real? You know, is it Photoshopped? Like, because there's so much nonsense out there. So if you want to stay on track and you want to have success in your journey, make sure that you are attaching yourself to people more like yourself. And can I just say, you are incredible. Like, you do look absolutely amazing. And it's nice to hear that you're not trying to be someone else. You're just trying to be the best version of you. And that's the message that women need to listen because they're trying to be they may be trying to be like you but they may be trying to be like a Beyonce but it's like no reflect on yourself and be the best version of you is what's going to get you to where you want to be stop comparing that's right. so that's beautiful yeah kills you your like- joy motivation comparison it really does it did for me I've done so many years of doing that I'm so done with that now yeah it's like I said me just be me and own it and no one can attack you or bring you down if you own who you are Girl, you know what I mean? You said it. Mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go into, because obviously we are in the world of social media, you speak to so many of your followers. You've got so much, so many people that love you. But we do have the people that don't like us, you know. And, you know, what are the worst comments you've received or what have the haters said to you? Oh, so much. <laughs> There's like things that are said that I don't even want to go into because it's not even worth mentioning. But what I do do when I see those things is probably more important than anything else. So the moment I see anything like that, it's delete and block. I don't ever, ever see something on my page and react to it. Mm. Because when you, if someone writes a comment and that you go and react to it defending yourself, then you have a heap of people either like joining in with this negative comment or defending you. And then it becomes the center of attention on your page. So for me, the moment I see it, I delete and block that person. I don't want them coming into what I like to call my Instagram house and talking trash about me. Like you wouldn't invite someone into your house and allow them just to talk trash about you in front of you. You'd be like, get out of my house. So when it comes to your page, that's you to think of it like your house. You need to protect your house and you don't want other people, your other visitors in the house, reading those comments and having to react to it. It makes you as well as a leader in what you're doing look weak when you are replying back to everybody and trying to defend yourself. You don't need to do that. You are so much better than that. I think like either leave it and if it's like, say it's a criticism that's like, or a healthy criticism that's just a debate and people can debate, that's fine because everyone's equal to an opinion. But if it's like a comment attacking you, I would delete and block and just move on from it and know that that comment is coming from somebody else's insecure place. And that's normally what happens. People just that can't control what's going on in here and have to verbalize that to other people. So don't take it to offense. There's always gonna be haters out there. And if you let every single hater dictate how you feel and your emotions, it might stop you from doing great things. So you've gotta have a wits about you and a bit of a hard heart when it comes to this stuff. 
because it's, it's going to happen wherever you go, whether it's on the internet or in your workplace, there's always going to be someone that grinds your gears and you just got to learn how to deal with it better and not react. That's probably the key word there. Do not react, delete and block. And then your page looks clean. It looks like no one says anything negative and it looks beautiful. And everyone's like, Oh, everyone loves you. You're like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I got rid of the haters. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that though, um, they're becoming a lot more better with uh, bullying on social media too. Have like, and, and you don't have to answer this, but do your kids have social media and do they pop anything like that? And like for me, if my kid was getting bullied at school, I'd be the mum that'd be like, "Oh, hang on, <laughs> I'm coming yeah. in." But um, yeah. media is a different world, you know. Like, do you, you don't yeah. educate them, or you don't either? put them aside yeah. on social media has it been anything like that for them um i have been a bit of a nazi in that area i didn't let my son get a tiktok until he was like 12 <laughs> so only like last year and then my daughter i was the same like she's wants instagram she wants this and that and she's only let her have tiktok and even then she had to push me but i follow them both on my tiktok and i read everything so i'm already trafficking and i also there has been an incident with my daughter where there was like a bully um, and then I had to sit her down and explain to her, look, mummy gets bullied all the time. This is what it means. This is what it is. Delete this girl. So she deleted this girl and whatever. So they're really aware of it because of what I do and they've seen, we've been very verbal about it and I talk about the highs and the lows of it. So they're pretty switched on kids, which I'm grateful for. And I'm glad that I also understand social media myself because there's a lot of parents out there whose kids are on social media and they know nothing about it. So they don't actually know what's going on. Whereas I know how to work everything on social media. So I know what, where things are hidden and what's going on and who they're talking to. And I have full control over that, which makes me feel comfortable as a parent, but also aware that if anything was going on, that I could jump on it straight away. And they know at the moment that there's any drama, like the moment that this girl bullied my daughter, I like deleted all of her stuff until she had recovered from that, understood the consequences. And then I felt like she was able to go in there and handle it again. I just didn't leave it up there and her keep going. We had to really deal with that situation so she could understand before she has the rights to get back on there. Yeah. My first initial was like, if this is, if you're reacting like this, you're not old enough to be on here. She's like, no, I am. I am. I'm like, no, you're not old enough because this is affecting you. So yeah, you have to just have your wits about you as a parent and just understand how social media works and research it yourself. You're never too old. Like get on there and figure it out. Otherwise your kids might get lost in the world because this is the world that we live in today. It's driven by social media. Exactly. And the thing is, it's like, how's, how long do you stop them from, you know, having social media? And at the end of the day, they need to, I guess, learn and figure it out. And you've done the right thing by teaching them from your own experience, as you said, lock, yeah. delete, get rid of it, move on. And that's just... You know, be real with them too. Like I'm very raw and real, real with them about everything. Um, you know, I don't ever hide anything. I let them know about it all. I'm like their friend, but their mum. Yeah. You know, I don't, they never get in, like they, when I parent them, I never ever accusing them or making them feel bad. I'm teaching because I think shame and guilt is a horrible thing to deal with as a child. And I dealt with a lot of that. So I always make sure if they make a mistake or something happens that they feel comfortable to come to me without judgment and the fear of getting in trouble. Because the moment you put fear in them, they pull away and they don't want to tell you anything because they're scared they're going to get in trouble. And then, you know, they start hiding things. So you've got to make sure you have that healthy relationship where you don't demean them for doing things wrong. Like you let them know what the boundaries are and the consequences, but you don't put shame on them for that. 
I love that because I was someone, my mum was so, so strict on me that I never told her anything. And back on that now, for my future kids, I would love, and very similar to you, I'd love to have that relationship where they know everything, you're open with everything, you educate them and you don't hide anything because then they'll open up to you. And that's a beautiful message for any mums out there listening to, you know, just take on board that, that message, especially in the world of social media these days. It's so hard to, you know, hide these things from the kids. They need to learn. <laughs> on the topic of kids, girl, more kids or what do you reckon? What's, uh, what's happening in the world for Steph, especially leading up to next year in 2022, girl? 2022, I can't believe we're talking about this already. It's crazy. Nearly at the end of the year, it'll be Christmas soon. You know what? I'm never, I'm never against any more kids. If it happens, it happens. I'm just doing life and letting life happen. And if that's what God wants to give me, then I'm grateful. You know, if that happens, I, you know, I, I don't have a stand, a, a firm stance against no more kids. I'm done. I'm just like let life be. So you never know. You never know what the future brings. And if I'm blessed with another child, then so be it. <laughs> That's so nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, you're so busy with everything as well. Like, as you said, there's stuff in the pipeline that you can't talk about, but until it happens, it'll happen at the right time. And bless your soul, you'll be an amazing, yeah. another amazing mum anyway. There'll be a huge age gap. You know, the youngest is 11. So, and the yeah, old, be like, I think you were saying. Yeah, yeah. We'll be 14 in January, which is crazy. Uh, Where does time go? 14. He's bigger than me too. He's like that much taller than me. Yeah. Do you know what I love about the kids? They're so talented. Like I've seen your daughter dance. It's amazing. (laughs) Like she's got, she's got sass just like you. Like she's so beautiful. Oh, she worries me. (laughs) If she's anything like me, I'm scared. (laughs) I was the devil when I was a kid. So (laughs) I'll get punished one day, but. Then I'll be coming to you for parents' advice. You won't need it. You'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so scared. <laughs> Steph, we're nearly at the end of the podcast. Uh, look, I end this with every, well, this is my first episode, but this is going to be the theme. And it's been such an honor to have you. But to conclude this podcast, what does slay mean to you? Okay, that's a really good question. Slay means to me, it means to keep going when things get tough so what does the term do you know what the terminology like the actual terminology of slay means from the dictionary i actually don't i should probably know that slay yeah yeah i have my interpretation of what slay means to me but it's very similar to you showing up regardless of your hardships i think so and i also think that the hardships is what makes you resilient and i think like you know i don't wish hardships upon anybody but at the same time if you are going through something it's because you're meant to go through that to come out of it better to be a better person to help other people and it actually motivates you to want more in life i know that jamie my partner was blessed with a beautiful upbringing and that's great but at the same time because of that there's no like there for some people can be no push to want more in life because life's already so great there's some of us that have been through the absolute ringer as a kid and we're always just like we feel like we're swimming against the current all the time but we just keep swimming we just keep surviving so there's this fight in you sometimes when you go through the stuff so I think for me personally slay because of the things that I've been through in my life is like about swimming against the current keep going when it gets hard learn from your mistakes get that resilience that relentlessness to just ultimately pursue your dreams and goals no matter what happens so i think yes yeah, lay is about relentlessness 
it'll be interesting to look up the actual dictionary meaning of that. But yeah, there's just this fight in Slay. It's like slaying the dragons, you know, like that fight just to survive. I could not have said that better myself, babe. That was incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part of You Can Slay That Again. And where can everyone find you if they want to follow you? I'm sure they already are. But where can they find you on social media, wherever, YouTube? Yeah, I've got, I think I'm on all platforms from memory. (laughs) I hope hope I am. So social media, Stephanie Sanzo on Instagram, Stephanie Sanzo on YouTube, Stephanie Sanzo official on Facebook. And where else am I? I'm on TikTok now as well. I've been on there for the last year. So that's just Stephanie Sanzo as well. Just type in my name and then you'll find me somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, thank you so much for being a part of this. And I am so excited to be recording this with you. You are an amazing human being, an incredible mum, and an inspiration to myself and so many other people. And again, thank you for being on this first episode of my podcast. <laughs> I hope we made it memorable. And I'm honestly grateful for you having me on. And thank you for asking the pressing questions. It's always good to go a little bit deeper and open up and be vulnerable with everybody. It's not something I've done a lot of in the past so I'm feeling pretty excited to be able to come on here today and do some of that. I'm a deep girl so <laughs> I'm yeah. very grateful for it and thank you so much my darling. My pleasure. <laughs>